Hello and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Your mind is the greatest gift God has given you. That's why today we continue with a series called Rethinking Your Life. In these lessons, Rick shares nine biblical pillars we need to reshape our minds so that we can become more like Jesus Christ. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called How to Win Over Persistent Temptations. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, verse 26 and 27, plan carefully what you do. Avoid evil. Okay, how do you avoid evil? By doing the first thing, plan carefully what you do. Avoid evil, walk straight ahead. Don't go one step off to the right, uh, off the right way. You know, I, I actually memorized this verse when I was uh, a teenager living in Nagasaki, Japan, helping plant a, a brand new church. And I was 18 years old, and the home that I was staying at was the missionary's home up on the hill, and the only way to get to it is you had to walk I had every day walked through the red light district of Nagasaki, Japan, where prostitutes were out on the street and pornography and posters of nudity literally everywhere. And, and I literally walked down through that area and back through that area uh, twice a day. And I had to remember this verse, avoid evil, walk straight ahead. <laughs> Don't get your eyes one way or the other, just keep walking walking forward uh, because I didn't want to be distracted by all of that there. Now, this thing of plan ahead is just common sense. If you're serious like about dieting, you need to take healthy snacks with you during the day. Because if you don't have healthy snacks with you during the day, you're gonna pick up the donut that's there. And if you're gonna take your kids you're on a diet and you're gonna to go to the county fair, you need to take snacks. Because <laughs> they got deep fried everything there. <laughs> and, and that's just planning ahead, you know what I'm talking about? And so if you're gonna do that with food, you can do it with anything else too. If you're saying, you know what, I'm struggling with alcohol, then you don't go to a bar to watch a game or to eat pretzels. You just don't go there, okay? You, you plan ahead. Uh, if you're struggling with porn in your life, you don't dare walk into an airport bookstore where you're all alone and there's a, you know, magazines and things like that. You, planning ahead means I can block some channels on my TV so they're not even there. I can block some websites on my phone so they're not even there. That's what it means to plan ahead. Now, sometimes, even when you've planned ahead, you get hit by temptation right out of the blue. Maybe you're having a, you have a problem with anger and you lose your temper pretty easily and you get impatient and you say stuff that you really go, I didn't really wanna say that, but I did in that moment. And, you're, and all of a sudden, you've done the best plan, but something happens with your kids or a coworker or a neighbor or somebody who cuts you off in the middle of the road and now all of a sudden, you're you're feeling the adrenaline rise and your temptation is temptation is to get angry. Maybe start cussing or whatever. And in that situation, you need emergency tactics. Okay, you need a break in case of emergency kit. When the temptation comes on, you weren't planning for it, but all of a sudden, boom, uh, I'm gonna, if I don't 
have an emergency care, I'm gonna get really upset here, I'm gonna get mean, I'm gonna get angry, I'm gonna get impatient with whoever just triggered me. What is the emergency kit for temptation? Write this down, number five. Cry out to God and quote scripture. That's the emergency kit for temptation. You cry out to God and you quote scripture. Two things you do. And you quote scripture to yourself, not to that person. Okay, okay, okay. But you quote it to yourselves like, you blankety blankety blank blank blank. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. No, no. Uh, When I say first cry out to God, sometimes when you're in a tempting situation, you don't have a long conversation with God You do what I call a microwave prayer, and it's one word, help! Help! Okay, this is not where I wanna be right now, and I'm gonna lose my cool, or I'm gonna step across the line, or I'm gonna do something stupid, or say something stupid, if God, you don't help me right now. And so, when you get in an emergency, and all of a sudden that temptation hits you, and you feel the adrenaline running through your body for one kind of sin or another, You gotta go, SOS, danger Will Robinson, help, God, I need you right now. Mayday, mayday, help. Sometimes prayer is one word. Help. And and that's, the Bible's full of examples of David and Peter and Paul and a lot of other great people doing these microwave prayers where all of a sudden out of left field, a temptation comes along and you go, I'm not gonna go down that road and I'll fall for it if God, you don't help me. Now here's what the Bible says, Psalm 50 verse 15. Call to me when trouble comes and I will ignore you. (laughs) Oh, that's not what God says. Call to me when trouble comes and I will what? Save you. Circle that. You call to God, you cry out to God. And you just say, God, I need your help right now. I'm, I'm trying so hard to break this bad habit. And I, I'm crying out to you right now. Now, why can I expect God to help me? Because he's sympathetic to my situation. Look at the next verse, Hebrews chapter four. This is one of the most encouraging verses in the Bible. Hebrews four, 15 and 16. Jesus understands our weaknesses, for he faced the same temptations We do, yet he did not sin. So, because he faced some temptations we do and he didn't sin, so let us come boldly, that's crying out to God, help, let us come boldly to our gracious God and there we will receive his mercy and grace, that's the power to change, to help us when we need it. Now, this is a very important verse, so circle a few things. First, circle the phrase, same temptations. He faced the same temptations. Have you ever realized that? Did Jesus ever struggle with anger? Yes. Was Jesus ever tempted with loneliness? Yes. Did did Jesus ever struggle with sex and sexuality? Yes. Did Jesus ever, was he ever tempted by fatigue and to get grouchy? Yes. Why? Because he's God, but he's God in a fully human body and the Bible says he was tempted in the same way as we are. So anytime there is no temptation you're gonna have that Jesus hasn't already experienced. 
So Jesus goes, gotcha, I know what it's like. I was one of you. I, God says, I became a human, incarnation. I was in the flesh. I know what it's like to want to just slug that person back because of the way they offended you just now. I know what it's like to want to just devastate that clerk because of how rude they were to you. You want to be more rude back. And Jesus knows what it means to be tempted by lust. Jesus knows what it means to be tempted by impatience. Jesus knows what it means to be tempted by fear and be so scared you go, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna do the right thing because I'm scared right now what other people think. But it says he never sinned. Now, notice, tempted, but he never sinned. Here's an important thing you need to understand. It's not a sin to be tempted. So don't be intimidated by it. A lot of times Christians go, I've been a Christian now like five years. How come I'm still being tempted by that? Or I've been a, temp- been a Christian now 25 or 30 years or longer, but I'm still being tempted by that. And I start feeling intimidated or a little bad about it. Listen, you will never outgrow temptation in your life. That's part of being on a broken planet. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to give in to temptations. That make sense? So a lot of times, you know, you're praying and all of a sudden you just have this foul thought go through your mind and you go, what kind of Christian am I? And, and then Satan starts putting you down and goes, see, you, you have the, no, he put that thought there. You're not responsible for the thoughts Satan puts in your mind. You are responsible for what you do with them. You don't have to choose to dwell on it. You know, I don't want to think that. And so you change your thought and think something. You're, but you're not responsible for every, thoughts come into your mind from a thousand different stimuli, billboards, television, radio, internet. And you can't, you can't, Martin Luther used to say, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can't keep them from making a nest in your hair. <laughs> so if you have a vile thought, don't be intimidated by that. And go, oh man, I'm not a godly woman. I'm not a godly man. I just had the most vile thought. That's a thought. It's a temptation. What you do with it now determines whether it turns into sin. Does that make sense? So don't be intimidated by the devil. That's an important thing. Jesus was tempted in every way. He wasn't ashamed of it. You don't need to be, you're gonna be tempted the rest of your life. You're never gonna get to the point where you go, oh, well, I'm such a strong Christian, I'm never tempted anymore. Let me tell you something. The closer you get to God, the more Satan will throw at you. I know this. And he will keep throwing stuff at you and throwing stuff at you and throwing stuff at you, hoping that one of it will stick. You just can't get intimidated by God. I know what you're doing, Satan. I I, I know you're gonna do desire, doubt, deception, you know, and, and then disobedience. I'm not gonna fall for it. So, and it's not a sin for me to be tempted. And I'm not gonna give in to it, so I'm not sinning here. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed that you threw that thought in my mind. I didn't throw that my thought in my mind, you did. Does that make sense? Hmm. You don't let him intimidate you, all right? Now, so the first thing is you cry out to God. Uh, but the second weapon that you do in an emergency is you remember God's word. Psalm 119, verse 11. I love this in the message paraphrase. You should memorize this verse. 
I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so that I won't sin. King James says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Message paraphrase, I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't sin. The more of this book you get into your mind, the more defenses you have against temptation. Because if, if you've memorized a verse, then when Satan tempts you, you go, well, that's not right, because God says this. In Jesus' temptation, we have the story of his temptation in the desert. He was given these three big temptations. Every time Satan tempted him, he quoted a Bible verse back to him. And by the way, all three verses were from the book of Deuteronomy, which some of you have never even read. It's one of the least read books in the Bible. And yet Jesus quoted the, the book of Deuteronomy, which was the, the verses that God gave to the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And when he's in the wilderness being tempted, he uses that book. So when Satan comes and tempts you, he says, why don't you do this? Well, you don't want to say, now I have my pocket Bible here and I know somewhere in here there's a verse that says, mm, don't do that. That's not helpful. But if you've got it memorized, then the Holy Spirit can bring, yeah, but the Bible says this. And you memorize the promises of God. So what you want to do to be ready, your, your emergency kit, is you need, let's say you've got a problem with anger, okay? And, and you get triggered pretty easily. Well, then you just need to go find a verse in the Bible that's about dang, anger, and then you need to write it down on a little three by five card and you need to read it over and over and say it aloud until you got it memorized. And then every time that you start to think that, Holy Spirit can bring that verse to your mind and you got a tool. The Bible, this book is worthless sitting over here on the shelf in your bedroom. But this book in your mind becomes, the Bible calls it the sword of the spirit. It's how you, you're trying to fight the devil without a sword. This is your sword. The most helpful thing you can do is start finding some Bible verses that will help you in the areas where you're weak and memorize them. Put them in your mind. Bank them in your heart, okay? Now, here's the next thing, number six, in the steps to overcoming temptation. When I'm tempted, number six, refocus my attention on something else. Now this is the key. Refocus my attention on something else. We have been taught that when you're tempted, you need to resist temptation. Uh, everybody look up here. Nowhere in the Bible does it say resist temptation. It says resist the tempter, resist the devil. That's a different issue, and you do that in a different way. But nowhere in the Bible does it say resist temptation. Why? Because whatever you resist persists. Anything you resist means you're focusing on it. And when you're focusing on it, you're still being tempted. I've told you this story five or 10 times. When I was a little boy, my mom would make fresh cookies before dinner. She didn't want me to eat them before dinner. I'd come up, my nose would go right to the top of the thing. And she'd go, now Ricky, don't you eat those cookies. I'm not, Mom, I'm just smelling them. <laughs> but the more I look at them, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. What am I doing the whole time? 
focusing on what I don't want. It's, and whatever has your attention has you, captures you. You're a goner if you keep focused on. What I need to do is just turn away and look at something else and break the attention, break the focus. I need to refocus my attention on something else. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Do you ever feel like the abundant life Jesus promises seems just out of reach? Well, you're not alone. Many people feel that way. That's why Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. It's a groundbreaking experience that will challenge, inspire, and guide you to a deeper understanding of your purpose and faith by helping you transform the way you think. As you study along with Pastor Rick, you'll learn how to think like Jesus so you can overcome temptation, conquer discouragement, and understand the purpose behind pain. This study is a journey into a deeper relationship with God. Let His Word transform your mind, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. If you're ready to embark on a journey that will transform your life, then request your copy of Rethinking Your Life today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the life-changing Word of God to people at home and all around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support. 